0: Further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle.
1: Hey Amy. So we've had a big response to our um, Facts of Life episode. Mm -hmm. I think it was our great singing. Do you think it was the singing?
0: Guaranteed it was the
1: singing. The singing was outstanding. (laughs) Have you watched, found the TV show Facts of Life yet? No. Okay. You know what? Priority one. Tonight you and I are watching Facts of Life. Okay. Yeah, I think it was the singing. Yeah. Kind people have told me it wasn't that bad, but then I think about where it's coming from, and I think you guys don't know good music. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did not let my husband listen to it. Anyhow, we also talked in that one about things that we're finding really giants in our lands mm-hmm. right now, facing yeah. giants and eating giants for breakfast, and that spawned a lot of really fun responses that people have told me they're bringing the dipping sauce and yeah. sent me emojis of forks and knives and salt and pepper, okay. and I it's, oh, that's it's fun. fun. It is yeah, fun. Yeah. You know what? When life is hard, and you have friends that are making you smile through the process, it's good. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me, "Can we just make a, the next one happier?" <laughs> which I thought was legit. Yeah, yeah. I oh, thought yeah. that was legit. Fair
0: enough. I mean, we both broke down crying in the facts of life, which I don't think we've done before.
1: <laughs> At the same time, that you just edit time. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So I thought it would be fun today if we would. um, I've read a great book, actually. Okay. It's called Fierce Hope. I have also read this book, too. (laughs) Where can people find it? (laughs) Wouldn't it be fun if by the time this was released, we could say it's on shelves, but it's not yet. But you will be able to order it on Amazon Kudo. Kobo? Kobo! <laughs> My cell phone carrier in the book thing. Yeah. You know, all those places. It will be at our local Christian bookstore. I talked to them about that yesterday. Like, where you buy books, you will be able to get this mm-hmm. book. Or from our own hot little hands. But since we have to wait a while till people can get the book in their hands, we thought we would just talk some more about hope today. Yep. And I, obviously, by the title, think that hope is fierce. Mm-hmm. Hope is not whimsical, airy-fairy. Maybe it'll... Maybe you'll have a good day and feel hope. Maybe yeah. you'll have a bad day and you won't feel hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hope is bigger than that. Fierce, like authentic hope is fierce and it's overcoming. It's dangerous. It makes a difference and it's real. Mm-hmm. So somehow we're going to unpack just a taster of what we're talking about when mm-hmm. we talk about hope. Yeah, because I think what what this is going to be is this This
0: is going to be our second only two-part podcast we've done a two-part podcast episodes before okay when we had john kaplan on as, oh, yes. uh, as a special guest and this will be our second one so we're going to do part one and then we'll
1: have a part, part two, two on hope on all hope. right so do we want to unpack what is this authentic hope we're talking about that isn't just you know the right levels of serotonin on the day or enough chocolate for yeah, or
0: or uh like, If I just keep saying it over and over again, then somehow I'll feel it and believe it.
1: Yes. And okay, that one gets me a little riled. So we may as well address it for what it is. When I am talking about hope, it's not that just like, there's some books out there that are bestsellers. Maybe I will not mention them that talk so much about the power of positive thinking. Mm. And positive thinking is critical. Yeah. I am a big fan of only letting thoughts in my head that I think are thoughts that God has for us. (laughs) things that are honest just pure and lovely like right we we think what we think about matters yes but at the end of the day when you're facing a giant of significant dimensions there better be something more than just my positive thoughts to get us through
0: yeah cuz i mean th- th- those are kind of based on nothing
1: well i mean i mean You can dwell on, you know, the fear of the 30% chance I won't make it through this or the 60% chance that I will, right? Like, you can choose some of your thinking that way. But man alive, at some point in the deep, dark moments of the sleepless night, I need something more than just what I can come up with. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that positive thoughts don't matter. No. We're not disrespecting when people are sharing positive thoughts with us. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I've just been through enough stuff. And I have watched people that have gone through way worse things than me. Even now as we're watching one of our friends, our mutual friends, suffer through something. It's just like, I can't bear this. Yeah. Except I have hope. Yep. And that hope is not just a positive feeling that I am, you know, shoving all my denial away. Ooh, right there. That's a really important aspect
0: of of hope, I think. Because hope is not just... The denial of the really, really crappy thing going
1: on. Yeah. And I even recognize in myself that I kind of want to pick that sometimes. Just I don't get. think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just don't think about it. And yeah. there's some goodness in just not thinking about something 24-7. But like even watching my friend suffer right now, the overwhelmingness of it, I notice that I want to just block the thought. Mm-hmm. But that's not authentic hope either.
0: No, that's straight up denial.
1: Yeah. And I cannot fix what she's going through. But no. I do have hope. So here's my definition of hope. You'll get it. You've had it in the podcast before. You'll get it in the book. The word that is translated hope in the Bible. So that's what really we're, the kind of hope you and I are talking about. Yeah. Take it or leave it. The Bible part. But you need to know what we're talking about. The Greek word elpis. I'm not a great Greek speaker. It means the joyful expectation of goodness. <sighs> hmm well that's a little different than oh i hope yep. blah 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 yes and it's also a noun so not yeah. to just geek out here and lose all our listeners who don't give a about yeah interest in grammar it's a noun it's something you have it's not something you do yeah so when you say i hope you have a good day hope is a verb there it's like i'm giving some sort of positive vibe mm-hmm. which is often how people use the word and that's lovely i hope you do have a good day and yeah. i like it when you hope i have a good day <laughs> right nothing wrong with that what We're talking about facing giants, we're talking about something else, and it's a noun, it's a thing that we have. Mm. So I have hope. I have a joyful expectation of goodness.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Which that's a different that's thing. that's
0: something that we can possess. Right. We can hold on to. And where does that come from?
1: Jesus! <laughs> you must have gone to Sunday school. Wait, are you a pastor's kid? Are you a pastor? Yeah. You're just coming out with a stock answer, I know, right? Right, right. Such, such strong theological <laughs> argument. Jesus. So when I talk about this hope that we have, that's a thing, this confident, joyful expectation of goodness, for me it is completely rooted in who God is. Mm. The nature and character of God. So it isn't just that positive vibe or that refusal to think, to allow myself to think about bad things, but it's my thoughts and my emotions, because it's a feeling word. Right, The joyful expectation, it has feeling in it, yep. has emotion in it, go figure, is attached to something else. And scripture calls it an anchor. Mm. And I like that picture. And I wonder if that's why we often have anchors in pop culture, even as a symbol of hope. I love it when things go back to the Bible. Yeah. So in the author of Hebrews, do we want to throw in there that you and I think it could have been a woman? Sure. We just did. <laughs> Hebrews 6.16. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. So that's like how we say, I swear by. Yeah. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to Him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. I just Mm -hmm. love that. My hope isn't just my own ability to come up with good thoughts because sometimes you can't, or at least I can't. Yep. It is like this confidence in the one who promised and cannot break his word. Mm, yeah, yeah. And the anchor,
0: right? That it's mm-hmm. like you're anchoring yourself in something that's firm, unchanging, steadfast, mm-hmm. right? It's like I picture in, I don't even know if this is legit, how they actually do it in storms, but, right? Like, you're on a ship, a storm is just like chaotic, right? Yeah. And it's like throwing the anchor getting it down to in the rocks and dug in yeah that yeah the storm's still happening and you're still feeling the effects exactly but you're not getting like tossed and and blown way off course yeah because like you're anchored to something that's not affected by the storm
1: and that's so huge to acknowledge because i mean we love comfort which is a good thing Mm -hmm. it's only people that have some kind of strange psychosis that like pain right yep so it's it's not that it's bad that we don't want to be in this storm of course we don't want to be in this Mm Storm. but to be anchored to something that's not shakable, that makes all the difference. I Mm -hmm. have felt myself swirl so many times in the last few weeks and then I land. Yep. Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: I'm right there with you, right? Of just feeling shaken and unsettled and tossed about and right. And then getting back. Okay. Where am I anchoring? What, where am I secure?
1: And I am secure in the promise of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is where hope gets tricky Yeah. because people, I mean, you question nine people out of 10 on the street that say they don't believe in God, ask them why, and they'll tell you it's because of suffering. Yeah. And it's real. So this is like a gritty thing, and you and I don't like to shy away from those topics. So here's where we go with all of this. Mm -hmm. You know, what is my hope? What has God promised?
0: Yeah. Right in that suffering, it's like, well, I'd really like to think God has promised us that we won't have suffering, Mm -hmm. and then at the end, everything will be how i want it to be and worked out and so it's like well god god clearly broke his promise but did he ever make that promise
1: yeah and sometimes we can see that he did make the promise Mm -hmm. in one part of scripture and then we bring up another part of scripture that adds a nuance to that it doesn't contradict it yeah but it's a nuance on Mm -hmm. it. and so this is tough and this is even tough among different christian circles will like argue out these things but this is our podcast, so we're going to yeah. tell people what we think. Exactly. Because <laughs> we get to do that. So I believe that Jesus, you know, gave his followers authority to heal. Mm-hmm. And I have prayed for healing and ministered healing to people, and I have experienced it. Yeah. I have seen four people mm-hmm. that I've prayed for with cancer, and I'm not saying it's just me, but I've been part of Yeah, where the tumor was gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Done. Tumor. Gone. I've also officiated a lot of funerals. Yeah. So I cannot be in denial about the tension Mm. of leaning into these things. Yeah. So how do I reconcile those questions with this concept of hope that I can count on God? Mm -hmm. The outcome
0: does not dictate whether we'll hope or not. Yes.
1: (laughs) It doesn't. And this is where it becomes critical to me to have a good understanding. A good understanding? That wasn't a word I would pick if I was editing this. Yeah. Have a right understanding of what is God's goodness. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, I don't know if anybody else has this memory, um, my mom would take us grocery shopping because parents had to. Yeah. (laughs) And we've all been, if you're a mom, you've been there in the grocery store where the kids are like, I want the Lucky Charms. Or, you know, all the things that mothers don't want their children eating every day. And so my mom would motivate us. I think back in the 70s, we even dared call it bribery, but we're so much more woke now. So we yeah. know we're just motivating people, right?
0: Yeah, positive um. reinforcement.
1: <laughs> to behave all the way through the grocery store right before the till, which back then was the giant machines with the big fat round buttons that went click and ching. Okay. And like, wow, I have a Damn. vivid memory of this. I wanted to run one of those cash mm. registers worse than anything. And by the time I was old enough to work, they were very different. Such a bummer. Anyway, there was a bin with all these, like, bundled together lollipops. They were bundled together with okay. an elastic. Yeah. I think they still have those. Do they? Yeah. All right. Because I don't eat candy, but just chocolate. Yeah. Nice chocolate, dark chocolate, fine chocolate, but candy. So these lollipops, of course, kids were just like, we want one, we want one. So that was her bribery slash motivation. If we got there and she said we hadn't been good enough to get one, we would call her a mean mother. Mm-hmm. You're such a mean mom. Yeah. You're so mean. And my mom would say, a mean mother's a good mother. (laughs) don't you know it that this is what our, my sister and I have definitely said to our children so many times. And now our children even quoted, a mean mother's a good mother. And we all laugh because we know what we mean. Mm. Then if I kind of transfer this over to me talking about God, here's what I want you to hear. I'm not saying God's mean. Yeah. But our understanding of his ways is sometimes immature. Mm.
0: Yeah, that we so, can see it. That when we look, it's like, well, the only conclusion we can come to is that God, you're a mean God.
1: He doesn't care. It's capricious. When yeah. we're praying for this healing, we're just trying to persuade him of something mm-hmm. that he may or may not want to do. No,
0: Yeah, because we've determined the outcome that would indicate that he is good.
1: And it's pretty stinking hard to understand when you see someone suffering and think God has the power to change this and he's not. Yeah. I don't have all the answers to that. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm sitting here where we're recording, facing my bookshelf, and I can see 10 books by people who have tried to reconcile their understanding of this. Mm -hmm. People who've lived in concentration camps, people who've suffered massive illness, right? Like so many authors. I don't think there's a good answer out there. Not one that's going to make my little pea brain happy and feel like all the things are plugged into the right spot.
0: Yeah, because I think it ties into the nature of God. And yeah. we man, he is a, a knowable God, but he's not a God that we can know everything nope. about.
1: And he's not a God that we can manipulate mm-hmm. and manage. Yeah. He's bigger. And there is mystery. Yeah. And I will never deny that there's a tension in the mystery mm-hmm i've tried living without him and i can tell you what i can live with the tension of the mystery more than i can mm. live with the absence of connection to him yeah i can't i've tried and i think we get to be real with god about why i don't understand in fact the psalms are full of those laments for sure we get to do it yeah and at the end of the day his absolute nature and character which is fully revealed in jesus is goodness hmm it's goodness yeah And so when I cannot reconcile my desired outcome with what I'm experiencing and God's goodness, I pick that at the end of the day, God is good. I know I've said it on this podcast before that um, Jesus doesn't command our trust. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not suggesting to our listeners that are struggling with this to say, oh, you just have to believe in God's goodness. Get over it. Yeah. We don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus never commanded it. One of our favorite verses, I'm sure you, I bet you, I wonder, it'd be fun to know how many times we've quoted it in this so podcast. Yeah. But uh, Matthew 11:29, 29, where Jesus doesn't say, you know, get your act together and trust me. He said, yeah. come to me. Learn of me. I'll teach you. And you'll find rest for your souls. Mm. And so we have to get to know God in order to trust him. He's not even bothered by that. Yeah. But get to know him. Mm-hmm. Don't just stand back and go, he's evil. I can't stand him. The end.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. he's not. He's good. Yeah. And some of the people that I see that recognize and live out his goodness the most are people that have gone mm-hmm. through stuff that
0: mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. And so part two, our next part will be about how do we get to know God in the midst of the suffering? And how do we build and hold on to hope?
1: Yes. And so because our listeners don't want to have to wait like two whole weeks for part one and two, I'm just going to give them a little taster out of the Psalms. Yep. Because David was so good at this. Psalm 77, he says, I cry out to God. I shout, oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep, troub- deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan overwhelmed with longing for his help. Mm. Do we live there? Yeah. We do. You and I are acknowledging that. And he goes on to describe, you don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed to even pray. I think of the good old days long since ended. Mm. And man, we long for that. Even in this COVID season, I'm like, oh Lord, for the good old days where we could just up and do whatever. And I I search my soul and I ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? These are legit questions we wonder Mm. about in the dark hours of the night. (laughs) I even said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand on me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds. They're constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. So the teaser, the taster is, if you're struggling with hope today and wondering about God's goodness, find examples of his goodness, not just your suffering. Dwell on that. Begin to remember who he was in the past and it will sustain you where you are now. And then tune in again in two weeks for the next episode, part two of Fierce Hope. We bless you as you rumble with hope. May you experience hope as you lean into heading further up and further in